Hello and welcome to the Life as an Experiment podcast, where we talk about topics like personal growth, relationships, career, productivity, spirituality, and so much more. Drawing on lessons from psychology, research, pop culture, books, social observations, and our own experiences. The aim is to reflect on our lives and try out new tips, hacks, and strategies that can make our life that much better. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Life as an Experiment podcast. Right, so we're into the second episode and we're chugging along and I'm really, really excited. Um, today, I'd just like to share a little bit of a story with you, right? And it could be something that some of you, you know, relate with because um, it probably, you know, probably is something that has happened to you before, right? So, okay, so not too long ago, this is a couple of weeks um, ago before this recording, um, I was working on the piece of, um, I was doing a piece of, you know, uh, work for someone, right? And it's pretty normal in my line of, you know, um, work for people to constantly give me feedback, okay? that That's kind of just part of the job, right? So, I receive feedback from this person, um, which is a really, really normal thing, but it made me feel really annoyed by this person's feedback. And that kind of stood out to me because it's not a usual reaction for me. And I actually work on, you know, different things to different people, right? And receive a variety of feedback from people. So some of these things are actually good. Some are not too good, right? Some are neutral. So it's very par for the cause, very normal. Um, but I've never really gotten upset over any of them, right? Some were actually grateful for thoughts, so some were very, very insightful. Some I disagree with, but none really upset me. And I don't, you know, like, I don't lose sleep over, over feedback until this one. And do you know why? Because it felt really, really personal, <laughs> right? And I was just, you know, I was just reflecting on the incident. I was kind of reminded of the book, The Four Agreements. I'm not sure if you guys have read it. It's actually a really popular personal help book. It's written by Don Miguel Ruiz. And his second agreement in the book is, don't take things personally. But, but you know, as humans, that's a little bit difficult to do, isn't it? You know, quite a number of us actually have the tendency to take things personally. And I think that's just, you know, normal human behavior, right? So um, I just, you know, because I, I'm sure a couple of us struggle with, you know, taking things personally. And, you know, we always kind of think, oh, you know, why, why don't I take things a little bit less personally? You know, I'll be able to work a little bit happier, be able to do my job a little bit easier. So... I just like to unpack, you know, that a little bit today and dive a bit into what not taking something personally actually means and how we could implement some of these, you know, little shifts in perspective in our lives that can enable us to take things a little less personally and maybe live a little bit more happily. Right? Okay, so first of all, anybody's behavior, thoughts, actions and speech is a reflection of them not a reflection of you okay i repeat that again so anybody's behaviors thoughts actions and speech is always a reflection of them and not a reflection of you okay so it's also about and this is a really big one okay i'll talk about it in a future podcast it's also about boundaries okay you're not responsible for someone else's emotions thoughts, speech, and behavior, right? They can throw anything they want to out there. You know, it's their choice. And they can say anything and do anything they want, but you don't have to take what they actually said or take take what they actually do and own it, you know, like it's a part of you. You don't have to do that, 
right? Because their behavior and whatever that comes out of their mouths is their responsibility, okay? And you are responsible for your own behavior, not responsible for someone else's emotions or someone else's actions. And usually, whatever people say or do is a result of their own beliefs, right? It's a result of their own beliefs, their own thinking, their own experience, their own lived realities, okay? It's what they experienced in their life so far. And our lived realities actually all differ from each other. Okay, so someone in, in you know, they could have gone through something in their lives before that, you know, that, that, that made them feel like, hey, you know, something like this, if something like this happens at work, you know, I, I need to give, you know, I need to, I need to say a certain thing, right? I need to say this thing to get this across to the person. I need to act in this way. You know, I need to act in that way. You know, that kind of thing. So it's it's a, it's just an amalgam, amalgamation of what they've gone through in life, what they have experienced, and they are kind of just, you know, that, that's just how they feel they react to it. So nothing there that, you know, is a reflection of you. And this leads in beautifully to my next point. So we are not defined by other people's comments, right? This is my second point. We are not defined by other people's comments, you know, be it praise, compliments, you know, the, all the good stuff or, you know, the bad stuff, okay? The criticisms, you know, the, the complaints, it doesn't define you as a person and it doesn't determine your worth, okay? John or Jennifer or whoever can, you know, walk up to me and tell me, hey, you are so ugly, right? Or, hey, you know, so dumb. Why are you, why are you in this company? You're so stupid. So what? You know, John's or John's, opinion of me is not my opinion of myself and John's opinion of me doesn't represent other people's opinions of me. John might think I'm stupid but other people might not think so and I certainly don't think so, right? So I, you know, we live our lives according to our values, according to our own um, expectations, our own goals and our own boundaries. You know, we are, we are not our self-esteem, our self-worth, our self-image is not defined by what a random John, Joe, James, or, you know, Jennifer, I'm sorry, all the J names. Um, uh, it's not defined by what, you know, anybody else says about us. Okay. And the third thing is, whatever people say is not the gospel truth. Okay, so whatever people say about you or whatever people say about anything is not the gospel truth. And it is best to not take it at face value sometimes. You know, like, like I said earlier, we are all experiencing things from our own lived realities. So our subjects, you know, our, our experiences are all very subjective, right? There is objective reality and then there is like 600 different versions of it, you know, depending on who you ask, right? Okay, if you, if you don't believe me, try this out, right? So next time you're together with your friends or, you know, a group of people, as a group, you try recalling a conversation or an event where all of you were present at or witnessed. Okay, so I assure you that each of you will remember different bits of information. Even if the same thing actually occurred in front of you guys, you guys will go home with a different memory and a different perception of what actually went down. Okay, it will all be interpreted quite differently. And why is that? Because it's, you know, it's gone all through the filters of your own perspectives. And our filters are all unique and very subjective. And it's all coloured by our, you know, like what I said, said earlier, coloured by our own experiences, our own beliefs, and what we've actually been through in our own lives, right? Right up to that point. So someone's opinion of you 
it's just their opinion. It's not the cold hard truth. It's not factual. It's not set in stone. If someone thinks you are dumb or someone tells you you're dumb, not only is that really rude, but it's not a fact. Okay? Just remember that. And the next point is, we need to realize that we actually can't please everyone. It's just not possible. Okay, so 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 many people on earth with so many of their own subjective experiences and their own thoughts and opinions and feelings and behaviors, we cannot possibly make everybody happy. Okay, so Joe on one hand might think that you know your your PowerPoint presentation was a bee's knees, you know, fantastic stuff, but John might think that you know you actually belonged in the crash can. You know, you you're not you're not you're not worth your 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 salt, right? You can't please everyone and, and pleasing everyone should not be the aim of our existence because it sets us up for a lot of really unnecessary pain. Okay, believe me, I've been there. People pleasing, you know, existing for other people's happiness and constantly trying to do things to, you know, make people happy and, you know, use that as an outcome for all of my actions, very painful and very unnecessary. Okay, and, and, and believe me, People-pleasing is a huge topic that many of us struggle with. And, you know, sometimes we struggle with, you know, way into adulthood. And, you know, it's probably something that I'll unpack in a, unpack in a later, later episode because I have so much to say about it. But really, you can't please everyone and that shouldn't be your main goal. Okay? Right. And the next point. So, sometimes it helps to actually widen your perspective of a situation or, um, you know, or of a comment. Because that could actually be more to the story than meets the eye. So the comment on the behavior might actually mean something else entirely and not actually what you thought it was. So for example, if someone stepped on your shoes in a subway was rush- rushing up the stairs, um, you know, you're obviously annoyed, right? A stranger, you know, like, like just shoved me out of the way and stepped my shoes and just ran up, ran up the stairs. And you think that, wow, you know, this person's so rude, so incredibly rude. Couldn't even see my feet. Couldn't even, could they... Could they not even say sorry? Yeah, but what if that person actually didn't do it because they intentionally wanted to? And most people are like that, right? They don't do it because they're intentionally rude. What if they accidentally did it and had no chance to apologize or just wasn't, you know, apology wasn't on their minds because they were rushing to the hospital? You know, maybe a family member is dying. Or they could be rushing because they're late for their, for their interview. You know, a job interview, probably the first job interview they, have, they had in a year. Right? I mean, it doesn't excuse their behavior, and their behavior in that particular moment may not have been right, may not have been nice, may not have been, you know, something that you agree with, but perhaps there's more to the situation or the story than meets the eye. Okay, it's kind of, you know, sometimes I feel like it's kind of just giving people a benefit of the doubt because, you know, you just have no idea what's going on in their lives. Right? Strangely but interestingly, when you start thinking of the other possible situations that has got nothing to do with a person's character or with them, you know, trying to, to get personal or trying to be, you know, malicious with you, um, you know, you may start to feel a little bit more compassionate, you know, with their actions and, and with their, 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 their speech and their mannerisms. It could also make you feel actually much better, right? I personally think that it's... Um, you know, whenever something happens to you, or someone says something to you, it's it's actually a great exercise in building empathy, and I encourage you to do it more often if you can. Okay, because um, just a personal experience, um, just sharing a personal story. So 
And I used to have someone that um, I'm pretty close to who would actually call me unattractive. Like, oh, you know, you're so ugly. Um, you're not pretty at all. Etc. Etc. You know, as I was growing up. Um, it really hurt my feelings. And it, it really, really, um, you know, kind of damaged my self-esteem, my self-worth. And um, growing up, I, you know, I couldn't really <laughs> differentiate right, right, the person's, you know, um, opinions from, from fact. And I always took it as, you know... Um, a factual statement and it was not only you know till a few years ago I actually saw this person you know um, interacting with other people in their family and I, what I found really really sad was that um, their own family members actually spoke to each other in that way um, so you know it's a very, very normalized um, way uh, manner of speech in their family and they don't really see anything wrong with it Okay, and she, you know, this particular person also receives, you know, pretty nasty comments from, you know, their own caregivers and their own um, siblings as well. You know, so it was that kind of environment that um, she grew up in. And it's it's actually when, when I saw that happening, I actually, you know, I felt really sad um, for her. And, you know, it just kind of put the ugly, you know, thing into perspective, the ugly comment into perspective, because, you know, when... People are judging you so much, you know, about your your worth and your intellect and your and your beauty and whatever it is. It you know you start to you start to nitpick you know other people on that particular thing that you're being judged on. So you know you start to become hyper aware of your looks and hyper aware of other people's looks. Um, yeah, and, and I actually find it pretty sad, you know, to be locked into that. Um, but actually knowing and knowing that about her and having the background, the context to that comment actually made me really, really much more empathetic. And I started taking the comment a, a little less seriously. I, I, in fact, I don't really care now if she actually makes that comment to me. Um, yeah, so, so it's something, you know, it's something that um, you could practice doing. You know, you could be, you know, tell yourself that it could actually be the person's life or, you know, the person's upbringing, you know, wasn't very nice. So, you know, they think that this sort of behavior is actually acceptable. Okay. Right, and the very last point, um, take the good from the comment and throw away the rest. Okay, this is particularly applicable to comments. Um, sometimes these criticisms or this feedback that you get from people, um, they actually have gold in them. Okay, um, don't throw you know the baby out with the bathwater as they say. You know, mind the comments and the feedback for the gold, and just leave the dirt alone. Okay, do not. You know, do not ignore, you know, the gold flakes and go dig through the dirt and then kill off brain cells wondering why the dirt exists. You know, just leave the dirt alone. Okay, just take the good stuff, the things that you can learn from. Take that and figure out ways in which you can improve yourself, right? Because, you know, sometimes I hear people um, say things like, um, oh, you know, such a nasty piece of feedback. I'm not going to listen to that at all, right? But actually, when you reflect on it, the feedback can actually be really, really helpful. Um, although, you know, the, the emotions or the maybe the intention um, could be misplaced. But, you know, the, the feedback itself, it can actually be really, really useful and really relevant for where you want to go and where you want to be. Um, like, you know, when I was thinking about this particular client's feedback to me, um, it actually made me reflect a lot on my own behavior at work, you know, and, and my approach towards work. And it made me come from, you know, a very different perspective. And I was actually thinking about it with, um, you know, another colleague. And I felt like, hey, you know, this is actually really, really good comments. You know, minus the fact that I, you know, at that time, you know, felt it was personal. But, you know, 
after some time has passed, I actually looked at it. It's actually really, really helpful. I've actually used his comments and his approach um, in other pieces of work that I've done so far as well. And um, I actually am very grateful to this person for giving that kind of feedback, although it felt personal at that time. Okay, I'm actually pretty grateful for it. So yeah, um, you know, take the good, take the constructive, take the positive and just, you know, get rid of the rest. Okay? Right, so today is a little bit of a short episode. Um, and that's the six, you know, uh, key takeaways or tips that you can use to start taking things less personally in your life. I hope that's really helpful. So, um, yeah, and that's it for this episode of the Life Exact Experiment podcast. Uh, do get in touch with me. I, I love hearing from my readers and from my listeners. Email me at abstractedcollective at gmail.com. That is abstract with an E-D, England Denmark Collective. Or reach out to me on Instagram at abstractedcollective. And if you like the show, please do tell your friends, okay? And please rate and review on iTunes or anywhere else that you get your podcasts as uh, it can help others like you find it really, really easily. Okay, guys, till next time, take good care of yourselves.